Hi there, and welcome to the ECM Podcast. I'm Friedrich Kunzmann, and I'm thrilled to be hosting this newest episode of the podcast and take you behind the scenes of new music on ECM Records. Today I'm in the company of the Hungarian guitarist Zsofia Boros, whose third recording for ECM was just released. On the new album, called El Ultimo Aliento, Zsofia plays music by a variety of Argentinian composers, as well as pieces by contemporary French composer Mathias Duplessis, making for a suspenseful program that emphasizes her distinct touch and wide range of influences. Zsofia talks about the recording session in Lugano with Manfred Eicher, and about how she lets instinct guide her choices of repertory. She also describes her relationship to the songs she interprets, and how they become her good friends. Thank you for joining me in the podcast, Sophia. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Um, let's talk about your new album and, and how the recording session for it went about. It's your third recording for ECM. Has anything changed in your approach between the sessions? Yeah, it changed a lot. It changed uh, everywhere, I guess. Um, so it changed in my private life a lot and also from everybody, I guess. Um, the big things we know, what what happened, the pandemic, the wars, the climate catastrophe. We could experience everything from 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 absolute quiet until the terrible noises. Um, but in my private life, there was there, there were some beautiful changes. I I got my second child, my daughter, yeah. and it is a big gift for me to see how a human being is developing, how how everything is connected with everything. It's a very nice uh feeling to be to be mother and uh my son is uh, almost nine years old and uh, my daughter is now three plus and if you if you if you have uh kids you just understand um, much more what what is important for you and uh, everything ha becomes another mm. color so yeah it changed a lot yeah. i can say so a lot of changes in private life and in, and around us all as well but um and from a musical perspective do you feel like you kind of picked up where you left off the last time recording for recording an album for ECM or did something change there too and how you how you go about choosing your repertory or um, the pieces that you want to play, the kind of music that you want to play. It was a very long period between between uh, the second and now the third album. I try to live always in here and now, and not to think too much uh, before and too much uh, forward. But uh, I would say the program or the repertoire, <clears throat> what I choose. It's always something what I just uh, try to listen on on myself and and just be very honest with myself if I like mm. it or if I don't if I mm -hmm. can uh, if if it speaks to me and if I want to speak through this music so it is very uh, intuitive intuitive and very very um, 
it's interesting. I, I don't, I didn't really search for the music. It somehow always happened that I, I, I get some music. So, uh, for example, if I'm in touch with a composer, just, um, I, I got some, some music from, from the composer or I just listened, um, in, in some, some of concert, of course, not in the pandemic year. Yeah. But, um, if your ears are open and your heart is open, you, uh, you, you just got... come upon the music kind of. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then it's only the question that you choose for your, for you, the right music, the right music. It means for me, they're like good friends. So I spend time with them and I, um, mm -hmm. get really connected with them and, and they just, uh, they show me also uh like a good friend my my weak uh, parts and uh, but that's so nice that uh, these friends who who are then on the album they are uh, really good friends because they they are helping me to to express myself mm. there's uh, a reflective process in there kind of exactly yeah. and this is so beautiful and i enjoy it uh, very much for me, mm. it's uh, a philosophical. Uh, it's a, it's a philosophical way actually, which, which we are uh, crossing together with these pieces, and mm. uh, and uh, and I like to compare everything to life uh, during that uh, process as well. So, but the, this process was also before this. This didn't. This actually didn't change, but because the life changed, of course. The colors, the 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 the, the friends <laughs> changed a little bit. Yeah, but the pro the process his himself not. Can you describe the way that then Manfred Eicher, as a producer, helps you to choose the material at the end and find the right approach during the recording session? One of the most important philosophy of me is to understand and be understood, and Manfred Eicher is for me. Uh, really a very special uh, person because uh, he um, understands the musicians so well and um, even if you speak with him also you understand yourself much better because um, mm. you have a, a, a he has a fantastic um, way to listening not only the music also the also a conversation he gives you some very good questions to understand better where you are going and um, it's it's uh, it's a fantastic experience every every time doing the recording session is is very similar as his listening mm -hmm. somehow you get his ears Try you try to listen a little bit like like he is listening, so it is mm. um, difficult to express. But but uh, I think um, I guess the most of the musician has this sensation as well that you um, you hear everything much better, you mm. understand everything much better, and everything g gets uh, another uh, not another uh, his his real flow. So it's mm -hmm. uh, and we work until until this this uh, flow comes actually on on yeah. the recording on on it. So it's very important 
not only the 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 recording himself but also the atmosphere in the recording so the lights uh, in the in the studio that you feel really comfortable the the that's the, the next th thing that i wanted to talk to you about yeah the the recording at the auditorio Celio molo in uh, lugano um can you talk about the atmosphere of such a session and uh how do the acoustics of that uh, specific um recording studio play into your approach or because because it's not your typical environment especially since um especially since in the past and unfortunately and, and especially since the past couple of years have made it impossible for that to be a typical environment so recording this after the years of of, of lockdowns um what was that atmosphere like for you Well, to be honest, in the beginning, it was um, very. I was, I was, I, I gave myself a big pressure because uh, it was a long time uh, between the two recording sessions. So I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to, to, to give my best uh, in the recording, and um, this focus, of course, makes you a very big pressure, and it took a little time. To uh, um, to um, relieve yourself of that pressure, get get out of that headspace. To maybe. get out, to get out, and again to focus <clears throat> much more on the music as on that that, that it has to work. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, uh, so one day it took me to to be there, to be mm -hmm. there in the studio, and to understand again the purpose of why we are here, and not what i what what you make you know what you what you not concentrate on the expectations but on on exactly. what's at hand not, in not, the moment not, yeah. thank thank you exactly not concentrate on the expectations but to concentrate much more on the purpose of the music and uh, just mm -hmm. on this amazing gift that you can you are you are you you can you you can play the music and you can Uh, spend time with music, and this is actually your your uh, destiny. So it's it's uh, it's and in that moment when you understand it, it's just so beautiful that um, everything else go goes. And and uh, and I'm happy that we could make it. <laughs> this album like on past albums you mainly focus on quite contemporary repertory sometimes even classical adjacent material where does this interest in to explore this newer more contemporary material as opposed to say Bach or or other repertoire that has been interpreted on classical guitar come from why do you why do you look for these other directions or what or what uh, kind of pulls you towards that 
If I say chart, it's just very intuitive that I choose this uh, repertoire. It's it's not cons it's not a construction, but which I am developing. It's just uh, it, it's just a, a feeling, mm -hmm. but uh, but um, it started that uh, on the university you get the repertoire quite um, required. Uh, mm -hmm. So you have to play from all kind of classical, uh, all kind of periods, uh, um, classical, baroque, uh, all kind. Uh, so and uh, there are also the the pieces quite sure which you need to play and have to play as well yeah. in on on uh, some competitions and uh, so everything is um, just uh, given. And it took me quite uh, years to to search for that what I actually want to do and what I really want to play. And it's on the one hand very simple, this question to ask yourself, okay, why I started to play actually guitar. Mm -hmm. But uh, after studying it and after uh, experience all these institutions, what you um, go through as a, as a classical educa educated musician. So it's really like in everything in life, you just um, so simple questions with simple answers get with some education mm -hmm. so terrible, uh, difficult. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it, it took me some years to to be honest with myself and to listen on on my wishes not only in music in everything actually in my, in my life and mm -hmm. um i i think if you are honest with yourself and uh and uh, you follow your heart it's it's it sounds very spiritual but why not uh so if you follow follow yourself then it's everything on the other side, much easier and much clearer and much 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 more authentic, much easier because you 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 are happy. Um, I'd like to talk about some specific um, choices of pieces and composers on this record. One example, Tormenta de Illusion, um, on that track, which has a folkloric spin to it, you um, play the Ron Rocco, a 10-string instrument from South America. Um, how did you come about this music? How did you come about that uh, instrument as well? Uh, yeah, Kike Sinesi, um, a fantastic guitar player and, and composer. Um, I uh, always, if I uh, go to his concert, he's so nice. He gives me he gives me some of his uh, records, and it's quite a long time ago that he gave me a record where also this uh, pieces with actually he recorded it with Charango. It's uh, also. Um, also very, ten string, I think, right? Exactly, it's a, also ten string uh, instrument, um, folkloric instrument originally. Uh, and he gave me this this recording, and I was listening to it immediately. But um, 
yeah, I listened to it and I put it away because I, it didn't feel for me uh, at the moment just the right time. And maybe you know these feelings if you if you get some presents, for example, a book, and um, you can you you want to read inside because you are somehow also interested about it, but your thoughts are just somewhere else because you are reading in the meantime your own book, which you 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 already choose, and you are somewhere else. So it needs some time to come back to to some kind of gifts like this mm -hmm. and. Um, some years later, like from nothing, I just remembered these sounds in my head and I had to find again this recording and, and I had to listen to it and I was listening it in a loop because it was so, uh, it was, I don't know, it was like, uh, it was amazing. It was such, so, so. It also has a mesmerizing quality to it, right? It's kind yeah. of, there's a repetitiveness to it that is very enchanting in a way. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I liked it a lot and I was then searching for an instrument, which was uh, very difficult and very, uh, very long hunting. Um, mm. I don't, I don't want to um, explain everything about it because it's really long and also funny stories in between um we'll save that for the next podcast i think it is really for one huge <laughs> 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 story uh, anyway i could find charango as well and uh but if you get into this material you get no these other instruments like ronroco which is actually very very similar to charango it is just um a little bit deeper mm -hmm. and i choose then um also with the help with, with a little help from Kike Sinesi who suggested me um uh instrumental uh builder builder of Ronroco from Argentina. So I ordered it and it took also a quite long time to get it, almost a year. But uh, so some years later <laughs> I could play these fantastic pieces. So Tormented Illusion is um a part of four pieces, which uh, all together has the name uh, Voices uh, from a Hidden Town, with a town. Mm -hmm. Again, I just I was just listening it uh, for myself. It was not really, I, I didn't want it to, um, to study now folklore music or to get uh, absolutely um, deep into into the folklore instruments and and all this uh, together. Um, I just uh, wanted to build a new relationship between this music and myself mm. and breath it out as it is. Yeah. And um, he's not the only Argentinian composer that you interpret here you have uh three of them actually joaquin alem alberto ginastera kiko senesi yeah. um they're all argentinian players and composers so and that's one of the really exciting things about this record you know a lot of these people whose music you're interpreting kiko senesi you know you also know the french composer mathias uh, duplessis a large part of this album is based on his uh, music um how does that that's one of that's a really unique thing to be immediately in touch with these people 
how does that play into the process of of playing their music um do do you have immediate contact with them about how you interpret their music well it's it's really uh something for what i'm also very thankful that i i, I know this composer composers um there are some Argentinian, as you already mentioned, Kike Sinesi, I know personally, Joaquim mm. Malem, I know um, through social media, um, mm -hmm. and um, also, well, um, Matthias Duplessis, I got now through social media, this almost uh, 10 years ago. I yeah. heard his music, um, and I wanted to play it myself, and I asked him for for the sheet and he he was so kind and he uh, he did send me some other pieces as well from him mm -hmm. and so I recorded on local objects the nocturne and this was also a somehow um start of a friendship he yeah. liked it a lot we went uh, in touch regularly um but we never met actually life. It's funny. Anyway, in during the pandemic, he asked me if I would be interested to play all his kind of melancholic <laughs> music because he writes, uh, of course, very rhythmically and uh, uh, a different. He covers he covers a wide spectrum. A of, very of very wide. Kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah. He is he's really also multi instrumentalist. But himself so he plays a lot of instruments and mm -hmm. he's really uh, uh, amazing so um, yeah and and uh, through this uh, quiet year I had time to to get know whether his uh, compositions and I liked them very much and I, I picked up more and more so um, these are now on the on the album and yes, mm -hmm. uh, I I sent I did send him some music because I also changed some small things and I wanted to know if it's okay. Yeah, you have some ideas if you interpret and spend time with the, this music. You somehow you want to interpret it yourself, and and I just uh, gave some ideas and uh, asking if it's it's okay if I do it like this it's very very small changes mm -hmm. it's that we are speaking really like the parts if I can change the intro for example mm -hmm. or if, if I can skip a part or something like this so if, if I remember correctly even in the when in the studio with Manfred you and Manfred decided to to skip a part or two exactly it just didn't fit the didn't fit the pulse of of how you, how the interpretation was was being was sounding on the recording. This was this was amazing moment because uh, Matthias called me just few days before the recording and told me that he's actually thinking in one piece to put uh, a part away because he he's not really happy with this. It's not so homogen or I don't know, but it is a quiet, technically uh, challenging uh, part. And I was practicing mm -hmm. it so much. So I was, okay, that's nice, nice. But uh, yeah, we will see. I just thought to him. And then in the recording, uh, it was amazing because I played it. And uh, uh, maybe you remember after the first, uh, uh, my first 
uh, take, uh, Manfred just told, please, let's talk about this part because I think maybe we could let it cut it out because this is, this is uh, somehow not, uh, not really, um, it didn't fit in basically fit we, in, we... in into the in, into their own music and it's so beautiful but but this this part and it was amazing but because because you just listen it once and he felt the same like uh, the composer himself but um i already uh, i did before the before the recording and uh, during the preparation i i was uh, in contact with uh, matthias de Plessis and, and i Mm-hmm. Ask him, but he's very uh, generous, and he he gave me free hands <laughs> to play his music. So he was, so it was it was a very nice process to feel free for me as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joachim Allen, he um, he did send me as well um, some of his music, and I. It was also a long, long time that I. I always had it with me this is salira dentro mm-hmm. uh, i always had it somehow in my pocket and played it and then stopped and played and and it was uh, a very nice relationship we which we built up with the piece uh, because uh, we met really that we lived somehow in the same city if i can compare it to the life <laughs> And, oh. uh, and 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 uh, I'm still speaking about the music and and this and uh, and uh, with the time it was just uh, so nice and so so beautiful I I love this piece very much, mm-hmm. but I didn't send it to him never how how it is I just ask if it's okay if I record it. Yeah, but you correspond with them. I mean, that 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 brings a lot to the process. Yeah, I feel exactly. And with uh, Kike Sinesi, yeah, we get in touch, and I uh, record the already. I think on the first recording is his mm-hmm. um, um, Cielo Abierto, Open Sky. Yeah, uh, and we are in touch, but also very rarely. And he didn't listen it before. I just explained him about. El abrazo, the hug, or hug, a hug. Yeah. I, I explained him only that I I uh, I did mute somehow the guitar and if it's okay. And he was actually very happy about it because he told that um, as he was writing this uh, tune, he was thinking about a rhythmical aspect of it, and uh, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a very good. Uh, so he was actually happy about that we that I uh, it gives the it gives the song a beautiful timbre can you can you um tell me how you prepare the guitar for that <laughs> yeah I I take this um rubber band mm-hmm. I started to experience some um um different uh, materials to put into the strings to to dampen them yeah to dampen mm-hmm. them and uh, once I just had this rubber band around me and I, I just uh, put it into the strings and the sound I liked hmm. so much so I played everything with this rubber <laughs> all my repertoire and finally at this piece um this hug, uh, I like the sound very much at, at that piece especially 
And after this uh, pandemic uh, time, for me, it was also a hack, something special, like a gift. And I, I thought, okay, let's let it like this. Uh, so, um, yeah. What I, what I like so much on the music, what I love on the music so much is that uh, we can't touch the music, and but the music touches us and we can't, we cannot understand the music, but the, the music understands us. So it's it's something something very special that, that actually so many times we think, especially we musicians, that we make some music, but somehow the music is actually touching us. Sofia Boros on her new album, El Ultimo Aliento. Thank you for joining me in the ECM podcast. I'm Friedrich Kunzmann, and I look forward to present more new music from ECM very soon. <laughs>